it it can just get so wild so fast. And before you realize what's happening, you're like, wow, I, I done goofed real hard. I haven't exercised at all. Thank you for tuning in to the Fit Smart Podcast. My name is JC Dean. I'm sitting here with my good friend and co-host, Roger Lawson. All right, welcome back to another episode of the FitSmart Podcast. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about something we know very well because we've traveled the world, we've been here and there. Raj and I actually lived in Thailand for a while together, and we're going to talk all about staying fit while traveling, which is one of those things that can be a very slippery slope if you don't have some some plans and some strategies and rituals in in place so this episode is all about that so uh let's let's jump into it raj man let me tell you something out there if you're listening and you should be if you hear my voice if yeah like you were saying if you don't have a plan this shit's gonna go sideways fast real fast like unbelievably fast typically because the the main thing i found um from from traveling trying to have some kind of uh, like framework to work from is that once you're out of your normal environment, it, 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 it just takes, it's like uh, the brakes of your car are gone and you're going downhill. You're like, what? This is so much newness is coming in that you, and you don't have that normal structure that you typically have at home. It, it can just get so wild so fast. And before you realize what's happening, you're like, wow, I, I done goofed real hard. I haven't exercised at all. I've been eating like crap all the time. And um, hopefully we can provide some tips for you to really help that not happen because for like for certain clients I have, I know they travel on a, for work a fair bit. And the thing I want to really convey to them is that, hey, that's, it's, it's a thing that we can plan for because you, you, it's not like you just wake up in a different place one day, you know in advance you're going to be in a place so then we is like unless you're going to a volcano you or outer space we can do things to help minimize uh the the damage in quote that you could do to yourself while gone in terms of um not progressing or not treating yourself in a way that you want that makes you feel good like getting your nutrition and getting your exercise in so i know yeah we both lived in thailand together and i know one of the main things that we the first things we kind of locked down was just yo where can we find some decent food <laughs> in a new country and i think that that's something that everyone can do and make a priority is if you can do it in advance great but once you get to a place just scope out the, the the food situation, like where, if you can, get recommendations about best places to eat. Or if you're just in a completely new place, just walk around, drive around, and see, just where, ask locals, ask people in the area where you can find the food, and just, like, hey, get, a, get your bearing straight, because typically, when you're in a new place, that's the last you're there for a reason. So that's the furthest thing from your mind is to create some sim, some order out of the chaos. But if the faster you can do that, the quicker you can minimize the damage. Yeah. So those, those are some really good ideas as far as like the number one, you always have to have a plan. If you're going somewhere, think ahead because acting in the moment is almost always a disaster unless the moment in the environment is absolutely perfect. But when you're traveling, 
acting in the moment, it's mostly not the best environment because either you're stuck in an airport for a period of time and you need to eat something and you don't have very many options or those options are really expensive and really crappy or you're in a place that may not be conducive to training at a gym or maybe at a hotel. You know, most hotels have like a treadmill if you're lucky and they may have like some dumbbells if you're super lucky, but a lot of times they don't. And if you stay at a hotel that has a great gym, your training is taken care of. I think the first thing we should definitely go over is always have a plan leading up to it. You know that your food choices are probably going to be limited and they're probably going to be way different than what you would have in your normal environment. So when you're in an airport, it really depends on where you're at, but you most likely don't have access to the foods that you normally eat. If I know that the time period that I'm going to be in the airport that I'm going to need to eat a meal... I will do a couple things. So the first thing I do is I will control the first meal of the day, which is typically at my home. And if I know I'm going to go a long period without being able to eat, or if I know that I may not have access to certain foods, I will eat a huge breakfast. And this may not be something that you are comfortable with or that you want to do because some people just don't want to eat a large breakfast. And if you're one of those people, I'm going to urge you just to take one for the team and do it anyway. What I'll typically do is have my normal breakfast or whatever I have and I'll double it. So I'm doubling the calories or I'll add something to it that gives me a lot more protein or a lot more of whatever else I need. So maybe like a shake or something else, a smoothie. That way I know I have plenty of food in me. So if I have to go for a long stretch, like say I'm flying four or five hours duration or even longer, I can go that period of time with just snacking or eating something small or eating nothing at all. So sometimes I'll do a really big breakfast. But when I get to the airport or when I'm going to be in flight, I'll always bring things with me that I know are conducive to my goals. So typically for me, that's going to be something high in protein. Beef jerky is a lifesaver here. You can buy packs of beef jerky, stick them in your backpack, and you can have 30 to 60, 70 grams of protein on your flight very easily. Another thing that you can do is pack some fruit with you. So things like apples or bananas, you can shove those in your bag. Those are really easy to take with you. Those choices are typically a lot better for you than what they're going to have on the flight, depending on who you're flying with. Uh, Most of the time, it can just be like some crappy snack food, like crackers or cookies and soda, you know, whatever they offer. I think planning Uh, strategically around the airport and and the flights is really important. And it doesn't really take that much effort to get some food that's easy to, to pack with you. And if you're living off of beef jerky for one day, beef jerky and fruit, like it's not the end of the world, you might be hungry, but it's still better than being left with whatever the airport has to offer or whatever the flight has for you to snack on. Yeah, definitely. The other thing is like when you're in the airport, if you know that you need to eat at the airport and they have plenty of restaurants, then you can make a better choice there because you have more choices in terms of restaurants and and food choices. What I typically do is if I know that I'm going to have to try to get a meal in, I'll definitely have plan A, which already packed my jerky and fruit and stuff like that. It's easy to take with me. But if I go into the airport and I look and I see what restaurants are available and I have time, I'll always try to pick something that is relatively nutritious, high in protein, and is a decent meal. Maybe I'll look on one of the menus and try to get like a lean piece of chicken or fish with some rice or some vegetables as opposed to a big greasy burger with french fries and that type of option. If there's a Chipotle in the airport, I'm going straight to Chipotle and getting a huge bowl of chicken and steak and rice. That's what I typically do. What do you do in airport situations? So actually, before I do that, there's a 
uh, just a mental like mental piece that goes into this too that I think can help fr- make these choices you're making a bit better, like help you come to terms with making them and not like feel like you're being deprived is just think of traveling as like, it's the same shit, but different place. Like what you would do at home, try to mimic that as much as possible, but just imagine you'd realize you're just going to be in a different place. So you may not have that option. So it's good to have these backup plans in case. Um, so also just touching on like intermittent fasting, if I know I'm going to be, it depends on the, the flight. Like if it's an international flight, I'm not I'm not gonna do it. But if it's something like a couple hours, I'll just have a huge meal the night before, like something I would normally eat, like lots of meat, uh, lots of just lots of everything. <laughs> I want to go to bed full, maybe a little have a little bit of a food baby in me, and I try to eat it as late as I can personally because I like to go to bed full. And then if I'm flying out the next day, I just fast completely, just drink lots of water. Um, and just just realize that I, just because the option to eat is there, I don't doesn't mean I have to take advantage of it. Like it's hard, like airports, they they put the best stuff in there. They got Five Guys, they got Arby's. I'm like, this would be great to eat. I could I could go hard on all of these, but I know I'll feel like crap, and I know it's not conducive to the best outcome for me. So fasting is the a tool I've used often when traveling and it's just easy all you do is eat big the night before and then just drink plenty of water make sure you get sleep too because if you don't get enough sleep none of this is going to matter you're going to just buckle immediately once you get to the airport and see they got dunkin donuts because you're sleep deprived and then your stomach's growling and you're just like give me eight donuts they're all for me don't ask if they're for anyone else it's it's not going to be a good time. So get your sleep, sleep as much as you can the night before, get a big meal in before you go to bed or as close to bed as is comfortable for you. And then the next day, just fast until you get until you land and you can go to a restaurant or procure some food from the grocery store or something, but just make it as the less options or the less choices you have to make while in transit, the better, because then you won't have the opportunity to, to to mess up or go off plan if you don't want to. Yeah, so that's a really good strategy. Intermittent fasting can can be super helpful in those situations, especially if you uh, have a, a body composition uh, goal that you're really working towards, and especially if you're traveling in the midst of a 12 or 16 week program where you're dieting and you're really focusing on on those goals. Um, something I think else that we should touch on is if you're going to be traveling and staying in a place for longer than just a few days. Typically, I think it's really important to plan out that period of time. If you can do it before, even better. Like if you know that you're going to a certain place for a couple of weeks and you're going to be staying in a hotel, hopefully you, you have a hotel that has uh, some type of fridge or a microwave or something that you can use to keep your food fresh and also cook a meal if you need to. But if you're staying like in an Airbnb, which we've done a lot, that's just someone's house, right? So... Plan it out ahead of time, know where you're going, and then at the very least, just have those things in place so you know, okay, I'm going to have places to store food, I'm going to be able to make at least one or two meals on my own. If I have to eat out, I have to eat out, whatever, but have that in mind where you're going. And then like as soon as you get there, if you can do it beforehand, that's great, but as soon as you get there, just get familiar with where the grocery store is at. Get familiar with any restaurants nearby that you can go and get some quick food. That is really important. Like when we landed in Chiang Mai, we had no clue. We'd never been to that side of the world. We didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. Well, actually, Raj had been to China, but we had never 
ever been to Thailand. As soon as we got landed, immediately we were like, okay, let's find the nearest grocery store. And we had an amazing host who took care of us and she helped us find everything we needed. So we found a grocery store immediately. There was even like some markets nearby that we could go get produce and, and stuff. So we would immediately go there, grab the essentials that we were consuming on a daily basis, put it in our fridge. That way we had our snacks and breakfasts and all those things that we normally eat like on lock. There was no giving into the hunger of the moment being like, oh man, that, that <laughs> fried chicken stick looks really good. Let's get 10 of those yeah, and but not every day, you know, right, whatever. Yeah. I mean, we did that too, but because we lived there a while, we didn't do it every day, every meal. So that's really important is kind of find where those grocery stores are at, know what you're getting yourself into, get the stuff that you need that you know you're going to eat on a consistent basis. And that way you can replicate your home environment as best as possible possible. At the time, I was eating a lot of dairy. But when I got to Thailand, dairy and cheese and milk and stuff was uh, not as plentiful as it was in the States. And so I had to kind of make some adjustments on what I was eating on a consistent basis. So went to the grocery store and was like, okay, well, it looks like I'm eating more chicken and pork and eggs than I am dairy. And that was fine. And I just made that adjustment. And that's what I would stock up on. And then we found some places here and there that we would actually go get dinner or go get lunch, or there was some street food that we would eat on a consistent basis on our daily walks and things that we would do. Another thing to kind of throw onto this is we found <laughs> in the same building, it was actually in a mall that <laughs> that, there were, that mall, man, I'll never forget that. But in the basement of the mall, this mall was like four stories in the basement of the mall was this uh, grocery store that we always went to. And then like on the third or fourth floor, there was a gym. And so we would go train at the gym every, pretty much every day. And once we got done at the gym, we would walk back downstairs and either go to the grocery store and grab food, or there was a couple little restaurants that we would either go to, or we would get street food. Like I know we ate a lot of <laughs> chicken and pork so on a stick, which was so, so good. Just, it just grilled, you know? So it was just meat. We, we, we kind of figured it out over time. And before we even knew where the gym was, we had our suspension trainer. So we would go to a park, strap up the suspension trainer and get a workout in. And then we would walk to the grocery store or do whatever we were doing for the day. Try to plan for your environment. Just do a little investigative work before you go out and try to get a feel for where you're going to be. Because if you're putting your health and physique goals as a priority, then you're going to want to do this stuff. And the best better you can stay in those habits and stay in that routine, the better off you're going to be in the long term for actually sticking to those goals. Definitely. And to, to go off the back of that, you know, traveling is a short term thing. Like if this is like this applies to everyone. But, you know, if you're doing something long term like we did, these things especially become more important as you build your, your new habits in your new home. But if you're doing something short term, like, you know, a couple days here and there, I think something that's worked for me is just to minimize the variety as much as possible. Not not to the degree where you just you you're, you're viewing food as like oh I'm just getting the bare essentials X Y Z, but the less choices you have to make and debate over in your mind, the better off you'll be. I think so. Once you get your staples, once you find, you're like yo I found this restaurant and I, I know this is here and this is here. Try not to just go over and over it again in your head and go, oh, what about this new place? And actually just, you know, just get what you need, enjoy, and find what's suitable for you that you enjoy that can still, help, still helps you move closer to your goals or at least maintain where you're at and not do any damage while you're gone. And just enjoy that because soon enough you'll be home again to your normal environment 
and and you'll be just back to back to business as usual. Remember that this all kind of comes back down to just making it as simple as possible. The more options and the more decisions you have to make, the more fatigued you're going to be mentally. If you can just make this work for a short period of time and stick to your rituals and stick to your habits as best as possible, it's pretty smooth sailing when it comes down to it. Everyone tends to get worried about traveling and eating on the go. But one other thing I think we should definitely go over, and I want you to hit on this, is when you're making food choices when eating out, what do you tend to try to stick to? For me, it really depends on uh, a couple factors, mainly what I need to do for the day. So if I need to be high energy, I can't have a lot of food in me, I'll just, I'll hit that wall and I'll just crash. So taking that in consideration, let's say I go out to eat, you know, go to a burger spot. Normally, you know, if that, those, those buns will fuck me up, man. Like I will eat a big burger and it's game over. So if I need to want to be function, a functioning human, I'll get, I'll, you know, get some kind of meat, like let's say the burger. Uh, I, I don't, I don't tell them to hold a bun or anything. I just, I'll, I'll take it off myself. For as far as sides go, vegetables, something like, or honestly, like it, I just sometimes I'll just get a double burger, straight up beef. You know, if they don't have any of the sides I want, like the vegetable sides, I'm like, I'll I'll make up for that later with fruit. But I want something hearty that'll keep me going, but won't tip me over that edge where I just feel like I got shot with a tranquilizer dart. Yeah, because I think a lot of times we get caught up in this idea of like, oh, I got to eat out here. Well, you know, it comes with fries, so I'm just going to eat these fries. And then, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but if you're trying to stay on a certain regimen or whatever, and they don't have a certain side that you want, I think it's easy to fall into that trap and be like, oh, well, I'm just going to eat these fries anyway. And then you feel sluggish or whatever. Yeah, and it kind of, it can kind of mess up your day. And not to say there's anything wrong with fries or anything or buns you know there's nothing wrong that's not the message here so yeah so like meat so honestly just stick for me i found that just sticking with meat and vegetables and fruit um stick because and not because the other things are bad but most restaurants you know they're throwing butter and everything you get potatoes they buttered it up you get the vegetables sometimes they'll butter it up so that's something that you want to be aware of and even um, with vegetables, just add, you can ask questions like, hey, do you cook this with butter or, or whatnot and see if you can get it without it. And worst case scenario, you just don't don't get it and make up for it later or buy, get a salad from a grocery store or something like that to eat later uh, or some, some other like vegetables or fruit that you can eat wherever you're at. But just make sure you're you're satisfied, but not you don't tip over that edge to the point where you're groggy and you start that that increase like that sugar spike up and down up and down roller coaster because that mentally that's challenging and you're more likely to continue that that uh that pattern throughout the day if that's how you start or if that's how you you're eating yeah and something i think is important to remember too is like most restaurants are going to be really cool if you just ask them hey how are these green beans prepared most of the time it's going to be like sauteed in butter or whatever to make it taste really good a lot of times if you just ask them you know do you have a steamed version do you have a side of fruit instead most people are going to be really cool and another thing i try to stick to is just try to aim for the leanest portion of meat and some type of lean carbohydrate so for instance a baked potato usually comes with sour cream and butter and all that good stuff on it but you can always 
ask, can you bring the butter on the side? Can you bring the sour cream on the side? And nine times out of 10, they're going to say, yes, absolutely. You can do the same thing with salads. You know, if you want to get a big salad and you don't want a lot of fatty dressing, you can ask for it on the side. What I oftentimes find myself doing, depending on where I'm at, is going to a sushi restaurant and getting just the sashimi or a bowl of white rice, which is nothing but steamed rice. And it's a fat-free carb source. I'll just do that. Get like six or eight pieces of some lean tuna or whatever you want and then get a side of rice and you have the perfect bodybuilding meal. Most restaurants are going to be cool. Most people are going to be accommodating. Just don't be a jerk about it. And if something comes the way it comes, then just ask to omit it. No, I don't need a side of fries. I'll just have the burger. You just said lean carbohydrates. I never heard that before, but I like it. (laughs) <laughs> I try to make that distinction because when people say a lean protein source, mostly protein and minimal yeah. fat, right? And a lot of times people don't think about a lean carbohydrate source yeah. because if you think about when people say carbs make me fat and you're like, okay, what carbs make you fat? And they're like fries and donuts and baked potatoes. Oh, so you mean the carbohydrates with a ton of fat put on it? And they're like, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, lean carbohydrates. So, and then like, you know, fruit, fruit's a lean carbohydrate, obviously. Yeah. That's a great point. I think, and just to give people like something they can attach to in their head, like something sticky, like think of like, you don't want the superhero version of the food. You want just the basic shit. Like you don't want the baked potato with all the butter and sour cream. Like that's the, that's, it'll taste amazing, but you might, eh, too, too many calories for what you, there may be too many calories for what you're looking for. So try and get the, like the no frills version, like steak, lean steak, sirloin, the ribeye is delicious, but you know. You know, like, it's funny. I get that question a lot. Like, uh, like, how do you measure the fat in a ribeye? I'm like, I don't know. Good luck. There's a lot of fat in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, if you, if you ask for, like, butter on the side of a baked potato, you can take, like, a, a, a fourth or the third of what they actually give you and still get plenty of flavor from the butter, but you don't have to drown it in butter. When you're trying to stay fit while traveling, as far as the food stuff goes, that's what you really need to pay attention to, and it doesn't have to be hard. Yeah, and, and if you're looking for more fitness tips on what to do on the road, refer back to our earlier episode that we did on body weight training because a lot of this stuff applies. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on another episode. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you loved it, please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a future episode.